Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney and this is the show where we cover what's new and happening in industrial automation. And I'm just going to look over here to make sure I noticed some things were ajar. I've been moving stuff around the studio here uh, when I'm not online and uh, but everything looks okay. And uh, the volume looks good. So I want to welcome you and thank you for watching the show with us. I do have the chat up. If you want to say hi, please feel free to. And with that, let's go ahead and get to it. And we'll start with a reminder that every single link that we've talked about in all 140 plus episodes this year, you'll find at automate.news after the show and after it's uploaded to all the destinations we don't live stream to, um, then uh, I go up and I add all the links, typically early afternoon or late morning. And uh, you'll find them all up there. Everything from uh, July is searchable via this uh, drop-down window right here. Okay, so with that, you can see these ads here. That's what I'm going to talk about next. And that is today is the day. Today is the day of Siemens Integrated Control Panel Symposium 2023. Um, I'm actually part of this, right? You can see my smiling face down here. And uh, my session is run twice. It's run at 9.15 and also at 115, and I plan to be in the chat, unless something comes up, I plan to be in the chat for both of those, okay? So I'm talking about trends in industrial automation, but the real star of the show is control panels, and they're talking about 508A and all this other great stuff uh, to do with control panels, uh, you know, new products that make building them and uh, putting them together, wiring them and everything so much easier. So if you're interested in this topic, uh, and again, a lot of the sessions like mine, you'll see twice. So if you can't get there in the morning or can't get there in the afternoon, you probably still can get the sessions you want. But if you are interested, please use the link from our site to sign up to let them know that you found out about it through us because that helps us uh, get additional sponsorships in the future and continue bringing you the news. So that is uh, our sponsor for today, Siemens Integrated Control Panel Symposium. Now with that, uh, we have a big announcement yesterday that Automation Fear is live. Rockwell Automation is uh, having their, they're calling it their 32nd Automation Fear. I think I've been to like 20 of them, 18 or 20 of them. But in any case, um, this is, uh, you know, they used to have like the process, uh, I think it was PSUG Process Solutions Users Group the first two days and then Automation Fear the last two days. But uh, this year they're just doing the fear all week. I'm obviously not there, I'm here. But uh, in any case, I do plan on leaving super early tomorrow morning to try to get out there for the keynote. And then I'll be there for two days. I think I'll leave Boston around four o'clock. I know I'll hit traffic, right? Um, to come back on, uh, on Thursday. So I'll get back Thursday night pretty late. I'm about three hours away with traffic. So in any case, um, I'm looking forward to that. But what that means is I won't be able to do a morning show because I will be on the highway. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I got, I got a bunch of sessions booked in. I am coming as part of the media so I can get into some of the sessions that are already overbooked, which is nice. Um, just I, I just want to stay in the back and listen. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a customer. But if you're going to be there, let me know. I mean, feel free to, if you see me walking around, um, please feel free to say hi. Come up to me. Let me know what you think. Say, you know, we'll just say something nice. <laughs> if, you, if you don't like this show, I don't even know why you're watching. But in any case... Um, from there, we go over to another announcement, uh, uh, a press release from Rockwell. They have completed their acquisition of Verve. We talked about them. They're a cybersecurity software and services company. And um, we talked about them quite a bit in a previous episode when this was announced. So now the acquisition is complete. So congratulations to both companies. From there, we go over to Cognex. And this is a press release talking about their acquisition 
of Moritex. And uh, they say it's their biggest acquisition, like one of the biggest acquisitions they've ever done. But what the article actually talks about is the history with this company. Now, <clears throat> from my understanding, this company makes lenses that go on vision cameras. And apparently they've been working together since the 70s. Um, and so you can see it since 1973. So I thought it was very interesting uh, story about how they worked together for so many years and how this company is considered like one of the best lens companies out there. And, uh, and, you know, congratulations on the acquisition, Cognex and Moritex. From there, we go over to an article from Siemens about their Sensei Predictive Maintenance uh, software. And this features on the Attention Engine. I just thought it was very interesting how, um, and, and I know all predictive maintenance programs kind of do the same thing, right? Because they're predictive maintenance. They're on the same genre of products. But in any case, I thought this Attention Engine uh, I thought that was an interesting name, and I thought, uh, you know, how they promote it as, you know, first and foremost, you tailor it to your plant or your process, right? And then, you know, it's designed to effectively search through globs and globs of data, right, to be able to find those, um, you know, um, you know, when things go wrong, to find those. I don't want to say excursions. What's the word I'm looking for? I had it. I had it in the pre-show, but in any case, to find those deviations in the data where something's not right. And so in any case, uh, that's what they have to do, those type of packages. And then, you know, learning and adapting over time. And, and they didn't really go into that too much, but you know, I'm thinking like with, with algorithms that we know as AI today or machine learning, you know, they can build rule sets and they, they get better and better because you teach them when they're right and when they're wrong. And then uh, empowering onsite teams to, uh, to uh, do better work. So I thought it was an interesting article and I wanted to share that with you this morning. So from there we go over to our featured product of today. We're featuring uh, PLC Basics. This is the extended second edition. This is a forever course. If you've, I, I, matter of fact, I had somebody write in the other day. He said, hey, I have never used a PLC. I want to learn how to use a PLC. I want to be able to wire up push buttons and lights to it and, and program it. And I said, well, the, the course you want is PLC Basics. It's a forever course. You buy it once, you own it forever. You know, you get support, you just ask a question on a lesson if you can't figure something out. You know, I don't actually go through an uh, electricity tutorial, like you need to know how electricity works, right? And also, um, I don't go through, um, you know, how to strip and, and wires and, and wire terminals and stuff like that. But I do put out all the wiring diagrams, and I do answer questions if people, like, have a question about the wiring diagram. But I don't go... In, in the new, uh, in, I, I should mention that when you enroll in this course or you enroll your people in this course, and maybe you have a, staff, a bunch of technicians or electricians, you also get the next version of this course for free, what I call Ultimate Micrologics. Now, we use Micrologics because uh, Alan Browley is the number one, uh, has the number one market share in North America, and the RS Logics MicroStarter Lite and RS M8500 are free. So you can learn. The, the original Rockwell Automation RS Logics uh, uh, software completely for free. You don't even have to buy a 1000 or 1100. So in any case, uh, you do get the next gen free. I'm going to cover all the Micrologics in the next one, even though to use the other ones, the other like the 1500 or the 1400, you need to buy or the 1200, you got to buy software. But in any case, we, we're going to go to a deep dive. So you get that quest for free when you buy this one. Now from there, we go over to Balif. They have uh, announced a new cube-style capacitive sensor with IO-Link. And, you know, they're showing it here for level detection, where it's on the outside of a tank. It looks like a polycarbonate or some type of plastic uh, um, tank. 
and um, you know they have one on the bottom to see if it's uh, if it's you know more than uh, you know a quarter full, and then they have one near the top to see if it's more than three quarters full, and it has IO Link built in, which is big, right? So these this is the Q40 capacitive sensor series from Balof or Balouf, and um, one of the things is it can be used for non-contact object detection as well as level detection. You don't have to use it in a level application. You can also use it for leak detection. Um, but one of the things that it has is because it has uh, IO Link and it's a smart device, you know, it has extended diagnostics built in, including uh, it has a switch counter built in. It has current and voltage monitoring built in. It also has single signal delay built in. So you'll know all that. That's all parameterized. You can either do that through IO Link or there is actually a teach-in wire to allow you to do that. And the output's very flexible. Uh, PNP, NPN, push-pull, and IO-Link. So you pretty much cover all your bases there. So in any case, um, it's 40 by 40 by 10 millimeters. And uh, it comes with an M12 connector, uh, a short pigtail with an M12 on it. And um, I'm just looking for anything else in here that would be of interest. Uh, minus 20 to 85C, so you don't usually see things going up to 85, usually 70. And it's also IP67. So from there, let's go over to Premio. And, uh, you know, we had an article recently from them talking about uh, HMIs and using flat panel displays, right? Industrial flat, flat panel displays. Well, this now we have a new article. There's also a video at the bottom that talks about their new line of uh, flat panel displays, right? They also make industrial computers as well. But in any case, these look very sharp, similar to some of the most popular ones on the market. And um, they kind of go through and talk about them. One of the things that I noticed, so I started watching this video, and I think that's not a real person. I think that's a model. And you tell me, you watch the video, you tell me, but, um, you know, if you've watched any movies in the last 10 years, you know what they can do with, uh, you know, computer graphics and animation. They can make, you know, models, you know, um, computer models look like real people, right? And so um, that's something we're used to. As I was watching this, just the mannerisms, while she looks real, the mannerisms did not look real. Like she keeps shrugging her shoulders, right? So um, in the same, like almost like a script, right? So very repetitive. So you guys let me know what you think, but I think that is a computer generated person, not a real person. From there, we go over to another new product. This one's from Turk. This is an RFID read right head, but it's a tiny one. This is a, has an M12 style body. Okay, so really small. Like it looks like a normal 18 millimeter proxy head, but it's an M12 style. Okay, and so this is designed to read small, those small compact four by three millimeter uh, uh, tags, and um, it can be used in metal. And it does, I believe it does have IO link as well. I thought I saw that somewhere in there. Don't don't uh, quote me on that yet because I haven't found it yet. So let's see what it can let's see what it can do. It's an IP67 uh, rated. It's password protected to M12 housing, and uh, can be used directly on metal. And uh, scratch what I said about IO-Link, because I'm not seeing that anywhere in here. It is HF range, okay? So high frequency. Um, yeah, I don't see anywhere where it says it's uh, IO-Link, so scratch that. They also had another article here. They have another HF read-write head, but this one is extended temperature and supports S2 system redundancy. So you can see it's quite a bit bigger, right? But in any case, supporting that redundancy um, and it has a very high temperature range, so minus 40 to 70 C. So that's very wide. And um, this is similar to the last one, except that it, the S2 redundancy support, wider temperature range, um, and you can see all the details right there. 
Uh, it does support Ethernet IP, Profinet, and Modbus TCP. So those are all very interesting. Those are the three biggest uh, Ethernet uh, field buses you'll find out there. So in any case, I mean, you could say Ethercat too, right? But in any case, um, very interesting new product. Now, back to the first one, they had, well, before we get to that, first of all, we'll go to our featured guide. So if you don't know, over at theautomationblog.com, we have over 1,700 videos and articles on using automation products. This summer, I spent uh, a full week going through them and taking the top 16 products we cover and making guides out of them. These are curated content lists. And today we're featuring our S7-1200 guide. Um, this one has, uh, I think, 48 different videos and articles about the S7-1200. Now, some of these are shared with the 1500 guide, like, uh, you know, how to get a P uh, TIA portal trial. So TIA portal trial works with both. So with the same, the same uh, article and videos in both. But here you'll see like an introduction I wrote about the S7-1200, introducing it, like what are the things to know about it. Then we had an interview here, P50. You can see if it has an episode number, it's a video. That's an interview with Siemens about the S7-1200. Then I went through the top manuals. And anywhere you see an episode number, that's a video. And some of the really uh, popular articles have been like uh, using the PID compact technology object, using function blocks, and writing your first SEO code. So um, you can see that 48 different pieces of uh, uh, videos and articles, they are completely free. From there, we go over to videos, and this is the video I was talking about. So we were talking about that new RFID read-write head that was an M12 style. So we have a walk and talk from Turk. And we also have a, what they call their expert talk, where they go back and forth about the product. So those are two videos there. This next video from Emerson is on the Rosemount CT2211 micro leak detection system. And I'm like, I don't know, what is this thing, right? So as I was watching it, I'm like, wow, I was very impressed. This is cool. I think you guys may really enjoy this. So, uh, you know, when you have aerosol cans, right? And, you know, I think the ones I have here are mostly uh, WD-40, right? So they have to go through leak detection. And one way to do that is to put them through a warm water bath and look for bubbles, right? And a lot of times it's a person looking for the bubbles. And so the, a lot of things can be missed in that, right? Smaller bubbles or less frequent leaks. The other thing is um, you're limited to about 60 cans per minute, right? And so it's not a very fast process. So what they've done right, is they, they have this system which uses, um, which inhales, like sucks the air out from around the can, and then they can detect several different types of gases, and um, you can go 10 times faster. I think they were saying 600 cans per second, plus because it's not in a bath of water, you don't have to stop the line to pull the can out, you actually can just eject it, like you would eject anything off of a, a conveyor belt. So you can see they have a, uh, an ejector right there. It'll come, yep, there it goes. So that boots it right off of the, uh, right off the conveyor. So I thought this was very interesting. They can do different heights. They can do different uh, propellants. So um, very interesting product. I really enjoyed the video too. So you thought you guys might enjoy that as well. From there, we go over to new software or firmware. We have a uh, new firmware for the Somatics. Uh, Cinematics S210. I just had a, a conversation yesterday with Craig from Siemens about getting him on to tell us all about the S200 and S210. So I'm looking forward to recording that in the next week or two and uh, uh, pretty excited. Uh, it's always nice to learn about a new product, right? And uh, from there, we go over to a uh, new BIOS download for Cymatic IPCs, including the tablet IPC we looked at last week. Um, then we have a couple of new manuals. Um, 
Again, from Siemens, we have one uh, maintenance manual on the Simulcrane, as well as an installation manual on the Cymatic Industrial OS. And then we go over the other science and technology. And uh, I got two articles here for you. The first one was uh, researchers found an ultra-fast semiconductor material. The only problem is it uses rare earths, but I thought it was a very interesting article. If you're into semiconductors and kind of like, you know, photons and atoms and all that, it's very, very interesting and uh, maybe not the most practical solution, but still very interesting. They learned a lot from doing this. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll find some, uh, you know, uh, abundant earth materials that can do something very similar. But again, I wanted to share with you because I thought it was very interesting. Also, and this is in the uh, science and tech section, but it's from Siemens. I thought this was a nice compliment to our previous article about 3D chips. And so this is a really good article talking about 3D IC technology. And it really stepped through it in layman's terms. You know, anybody who understands what a computer chip is will, will understand this article, I think. And it really talks about, you know, one of the problems they're having is trying to get everything smaller and smaller and smaller. So instead of doing that, right, they don't want to keep making the chips bigger and bigger and bigger, but they have plenty of room to go taller, right? So, I mean, usually I see chips. I mean, most of what you see is the packaging around the actual chip itself, which is wafer thin. But in any case, um, I thought this was a very good article explaining 3D ICs. And so I wanted to share it with you all today. With that, just a reminder, today is the Integrated Control Panel Symposium from Siemens. If you want to learn about what they're doing with control panels, check it out. Please sign up using our link either at theautomationblog.com or automate.news. I will be there 9.15 and 1.15 is when my session starts, Trends in Industrial Automation. And uh, also just a reminder, there will be no morning show tomorrow because I will be driving out to Boston. So um, I won't be able to do the morning show. I, I think I'm going to, right now my plan is get up at 3, leave at 4, get there before 7 so I can get a parking spot, pick up my badge and all that. I, after the show today, I got to... Uh, well, we do have a new podcast coming out tomorrow at 3.30, so i got to just check and make sure that's all set. It's, it's actually an excellent podcast with Metla Toledo. Um, they're a Rockwell partner, and uh, they will be at the show, But um, I believe. But um, in any case, they, they, it really a game changer by adding IO link to, wait, to uh, load cells. So uh, look for that tomorrow at 3.30. And if, if I can do any type of live stream from the show, I will. And, of course, I'm sure I'll have uh, follow-up uh, episodes uh, or videos from the show uh, about what I learned. With that, um, if you think I missed any news today, please use the submit news link. Or if you just want to send in some feedback, use the talkback link. I also want overnight a handful of people follow us over at automation.locals.com. That's our community where you can ask me anything. If I know the answer, I will answer it. You can see we've had a lot of go back and forth o over, the, uh, over the years about uh, different different products and uh, also if you can't find a free download maybe it's not on a vendor's website if i have it i'll put it up there just for the just for the members um i also do post everything i do up here too so if i do anything at the automation blog or any videos i post a copy up here so you can just have one place to see what's going on with that uh, i do want to thank everybody who picked up a copy of my ebooks or my video collections as well as my coffee cups or t-shirts. Every penny of profit goes right back into the show and site. Frank says, uh, good morning. He says, uh, Paralympics, November 5th to 11th. Please view California surf Surfer, Parasurfers. Thank you. Thank you for the, uh, that's at the Hunting Huntington Beach Pier. And uh, thank you, Frank, for that public service announcement. 
From there, we go over to um, just a reminder that every single link we've covered in all 140 plus shows this year, you'll find at automate.news, as well as the ads from our sponsor to sign up for their event today. And with that, I just want to wish you all a very awesome day. And um, I'm going to be uh, going crazy a little bit this afternoon trying to get ready for Automation Fair and answer all the emails. I still have some emails I got to finish from this week. And, but uh, it's all going to be good. It's all going to be good. So with that said, have a, it's 7.51. We're done a little early today. I want to wish you all an awesome day and uh, a next couple of days too, because I won't be here for probably, I don't know if I'll be, to be able to do a morning show Thursday. So I hope I can, because I don't think they open to eight. So that should give me time at 7.30 to do a morning show. But with that, I want to wish you all an awesome few days. Uh, and, and remember, I want to encourage you to stay courageous and stay fearless. And until next time, my friends, peace.